Welcome to the What Do You Do show, a podcast where we explore paths to success one guest at a time. Welcome to episode 7 of the What Do You Do show. Today we have with us Khushbu Gupta Bhambani who is a marketer amongst many other things and you will get to know that in just a bit. She's has over 14 years of experience in the marketing domain. Her zeal to remain creative in trying something new has led her to also be one of the top finalists in the Mrs India Worldwide 2018 competition for her contribution towards society for over 15 years she was honored with the woman of the future award 2019 in this episode we talk about all things employer branding we talk about the why what when where of marketing techniques we talk about the strategies in keeping your campaigns impactful and simple managing time as a marketer and so 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 much more Kushbu I met Kushbu when uh, I was working with Robert Bosch and she's one of those people who leaves an impression on you with her presence and work and I wanted to share that with a larger audience. You the most important mm-hmm. and the obvious question what do you do? So in a very simple word <laughs> I'm a marketer. Okay. And uh, I'm a storyteller in the business of connecting people with brands. Mhm. So that's what I do. Wow, okay. So we started off with a marketer and then a storyteller in brands and then then there is brand management and all of that. So how did you venture into this very niche after doing your uh post grad? How did you find your footing here? So um you know I always was a good with numbers person so i thought oh. that i might land up with a finance job and my father is a share broker he has a share brokering firm and he wanted me to join that mm-hmm. but in my during my mba i you know uh, developed my interest more towards marketing and i got aware of you know my creativity my interpersonal skills you know at that age you're kind of exploring with a lot of stuff and uh, that's where uh, i thought that you know i would try i should try this and uh, it worked out for me in my studies uh, i was excelling well in it um, and then when i landed with my first job uh, i found it very interesting i was doing branding for and uh, you know for the entire market, uh, hr function internally so employee branding was my uh, profile and that's when it started and my interest for marketing it's such a vast field so much to explore that i just found my calling there mm-hmm. uh so marketing itself has evolved so dramatically over the past few decades right i mean we started off with so minimum number of channels to market our product on and now we have the digital world exploding and inside the digital world we have so many channels to product and market our organization or you know uh, the products or service that we are selling so how has that uh, growth how have you adapted to that good but that because that would mean upskilling a lot on the go and understanding the new ways of marketing and the new ways of doing business and new ways of capturing the human attention 
yeah i think uh, like like all the fields and industries yeah. marketing itself has evolved a lot mm-hmm. and from the time i started my career i've have been i would say i so to say been blessed in doing variety of things marketing is a pool if i say it's yeah. just not like you know one area that you can say i'm i'm master at this or that but you really need to i feel experience every side and every bit of it to call yourself like a complete marketer and i think i've been uh, fortunate enough to had that kind have that kind of an experience over the years um so like i said i initiated with being you know a pure employer branding person mm-hmm. doing branding communications for the hr functions and back then people uh, and i'm talking about you know almost 15 years back yeah even if doing this kind of a function people realize okay it's hr it's not your marketing and communications because your this function was settled in hr and i'm like no no this is not like pure hr profile but what you see what i'm doing is you know very different and it's not your pure hr function and uh, i think even then people had this kind of a tendency to not to relate the core core marketing it was like main core marketing means you know you on the job uh, out there interacting with the client mm-hmm. getting business so sales and marketing as you know one overlap people yeah. always had this back thing in mind mm-hmm. and i realized with the onset of the boom of more on the digital side yeah. uh, you know people started understanding marketing also deeper as a function mm-hmm. and uh, over the years then when i moved to my second job and i was uh, you know i was working with the director of uh, marketing setting up the global marketing center in india for ibm and that's where i figured out an, you know a different scope a different side of mm-hmm. marketing and uh, we we started evolving in that area and i think when i started we were just a team of hardly 30 40 people then and when i moved out we were over 2000 people oh so the function itself had grown yeah. so much and I, yes so we were so in, instrumental in scaling up and within that function also within my five and a half years of journey with ibm i had a chance to do marketing in different areas you mm-hmm. know you talk about uh, uh, email marketing your digital side of it and uh, also talking about even in digital deep diving on your page your organic and uh very small small aspects of your assets you yeah. know building on assets so there are there are many uh, uh i would say minuscule parts of it which is like forming this entire ecosystem of marketing mm-hmm. I, i would say so and, which are the uh, which are these tiny uh, verticals which are you talking like you're talking about so let's say is it email marketing and then if you could label or name those yeah so for example uh, i started like i said setting up this entire marketing center mm-hmm. as a hub to to figure out what kind of functions we're going to be doing that is from yeah. the strategic angle that when we set up a center in india for the rest of the world what kind of functions you are building so that's purely from the strategic side but when in that functions you have to sit and decide what kind of marketing you're doing you are talking about your um, you know email marketing as mm-hmm. one function mm-hmm. and then uh, you're talking about setting up your email marketing systems in place which is like integrating with the, your entire bigger ecosystem mm-hmm. you have unica so uh, we were working on unica uh, mm-hmm. afnm systems mm-hmm. and um, 
figuring out how that entire thing can be correlated with your databases that mm -hmm. can it's it's centrally aligns it's a huge organization yeah. we have different divisions you do cross-selling upselling mm -hmm. so how you actually kind of maintain that kind of ecosystem with the customer that the customer doesn't get spammed mm -hmm. so uh, yeah so that is one one side of it then you talk okay. about doing content syndication content syndication when you uh uh, you know, interact with your third party people and uh, use those third party channels in terms of promoting your business, your products and services. Mm -hmm. So that is one area of it. Now, then you're talking about a bigger scope, larger scope of digital marketing. You, know, you have within digital marketing, you have so many things to do. Yeah. You have is one part of it. You know, somebody is core in SEO when you talk about all your talk, all the analytics, your uh, your website coding and uh, offer management in there so in fact seo content itself in a very big deep dive mm -hmm. then you talk about the twitter cycle within the uh, entire ecosystem so defining the touch points of everybody who touches your brand right from the scratch to the you end. know yeah so a customer you know, for larger organizations specifically, if you say a customer is not touched once, you know, when yeah. you have the element of cross-selling, upselling involved, and you really need to be very tactical and aware of all the suppressions to be impl uh, involved in the entire cycle so that the customer have an option to opt out to uh, also, you don't bombard the customer so much. So those kind of nuances also you have to learn in terms of planning your entire journey. That is right. then becomes one part of it. Mm -hmm. Communication become, of course, I think everything in marketing is interlinked with communications. You really mm -hmm. have to be a communicator, a pro at it. And you actually eventually evolve with that it's not that yeah. it's everybody is born a communicator and in business world you you learn a lot also so I think that becomes your one part of it then you have the entire purely branding part of it which is to do with how you are collaborating with you know other parties in the uh, ecosystem partners who actually take the brand together forward the message brand message forward so you have your nascoms of the world you have uh you know zinov and all those kind of external bodies who actually you know bring together the entire business ecosystem to the forefront what the message ultimately it is delivering to the to the entire world and how we are making a difference in the world you know it's like how you're impacting the core issues across the world so that is another kind of marketing that you are yeah. doing. Mm -hmm. so then your events and everything so there are so many things to do and I think I feel uh, very blessed in a way uh, that I've had that journey in the last 15 years working across I even had a chance to lead manage and start a startup from scratch within an ecosystem which was oh, wow. like a digital marketing agency setup mm -hmm. and uh, actually sitting and working down and defining the line of business what mm -hmm. kind of offering uh, how you're going to price it mm -hmm. how you're going to pitch it so from pre-sales to sales uh, mm -hmm. interacting getting customers actually sitting and working on ideating writing content and uh, creating a complete campaign executing the campaign taking it forward I think I've had an enriching journey to yeah. doing this all. That's I think, yeah. that mm. marketing is a gamut and there's so many things to do. Mm -hmm. 
it and with every experience i have learned something new about it and still after 15 years i feel that there is so much more to learn yeah and i think you went beyond your role uh, your scope of work as a marketer when you worked for that organization the startup right because you have to be you have to have your feet in all places you did a, you did multiple things not just the marketing end of it i, I mean uh, in larger organizations one does not have the scope to you know and go and go and pitch into the pre sales to the sales end of things we are limited our scope is very limited our duties are bound the jds are very stricter i mean relatively as compared to when working with startups or uh, smaller agencies or organizations and that's great so uh, which one has been your personal favorite where and um, although i have always linked marketing strategies with something being creative something you think of you know uh something which is not there and you create out of the blue although you take inspiration from how other brands are doing it but also you know it's your own brain child so uh where does uh, where has creativity linked into marketing for you where have you been able to use those skills which you found while you were doing your post grad and it helped you you know hone that as well um i would take a slightly di- different take on it because okay. uh, uh, i think definitely marketing involves creativity mm-hmm. and that's where when i was doing my post grad i felt that i am a creative person i'm a, personally i'm a very creative person and i thought yes this is this is it okay yeah. now i'm there like, but over the years i have realized especially when it comes to marketing for brands you know big organizations any kind of product solution anything it requires to be very simple you know yeah. you don't really have to be out of the box all the time sometimes you just need to think simple mm. you know what people actually want and i think a lot of time uh, where marketing communications brand messages go wrong is that we always try to think out of the box out yeah. of the box overdo it <laughs> yeah yes and somewhere forget that people out there are li- looking for simple things yeah easily understandable things so you really have to nail that god mm. so uh, yes all and that how you do creatively is a different ball game right right, right. Yeah. every time you really so if you're trying to express something in your marketing uh, you know messaging you really just have to touch that one chord which really connects the person with mm-hmm. the brand yeah with very simple nail the you know the need the requirement the feeling very simple way so i think yes that is that is what it is required and of course then the flair of how yeah. you try to do it a little creatively will come into the picture yeah it's very so, difficult though making something simple and structured <laughs> is very difficult writing if i if somebody asked me to write uh, 200 to 500 words on a, a you know a linkedin post i would be able to do it easier than compact you know bringing it down to making it compact and crisp and under 100 words and still conveying my entire message i mean end to end i should have been able to uh, put down what i wanted to so i think that itself requires a lot of uh, creative bent of mind to say something and 
be very, very, you know, pointed and structured about it. So I think uh, I was reading how how all advertisements from the past times, advertisements used to run eight to 10 minutes long also. There were six minutes advertisements, seven minutes advertisements. And now it's under a minute. Under a minute, you have to sell the product. You have to market the celebrity also. You have to uh, show, you have to show everything, you know, your whole essence should have been conveyed. And that is, I find very difficult. And that in itself requires a lot of, creativity i believe you know, yeah. the attention span in these days is less than three seconds you talk about yeah. yourself in three seconds if you're not able to find anything interesting you'll just swipe swipe right yeah, true 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 yeah so it's it's very it is very, very difficult of course yes i think that that's what i'm saying the need to realize the actual essence what you're trying to say without being so flashy about it just be yeah. very simple simple yeah. that exactly is what is required because it is too much of a, sh- I, I would say, like, you know, Shosha already hype already everywhere, everywhere about small, small things. But I think uh, this is exactly a lot of times, uh, you know, messages lack that they are not able to convey things very simply. Nice. So yes, I think creativity evolves with simplicity. That's where I Absolutely. believe. That's a beautiful thought though. And you know, that reminds me, I had once talked to um, the founder of Cool Kanya. So it's a platform which is like a LinkedIn for women, a job platform where uh, it promotes uh, women jobs, people taking up, you know, entrepreneurship for women, upskilling them on those platforms, etc. And um, I asked her, Vanshika Goenka is the founder of Cool Kanya. And I asked her, what is the name? What is the story behind the name Cool Kanya, which is such a such a jazzy name and you know so so quick on the tongue so she said uh Mm. my dad said that one thing so uh, his her family runs wellspun okay so they are they are the big giants the tech uh industry giants and he said that i'll just give you one uh industry advice and that is keep everything simple right from your name to your policies to your strategies so that anyone on board it at any second knows exactly what they have to do if you make your company policies so wound up if you make your name very complex but it has a hidden meaning behind it etc it's mm-hmm. not going to catch on and she said ever since then i have ever you know, when we sit, uh, sit down and design something, I just ask myself, is it simple enough to understand? Is it simple enough to understand? And I, and I bring on a fresh pair of eyes and I ask them to view it. And I ask them, okay, what is it? The, what is the first thing that you understood after you read this or heard this or saw this? And that has helped, you know, the brand be more simple yet touch the uh, heart and in the right chords. So, yeah. I absolutely agree yeah. to that thought. And this is something that I have also believed all these years and even today you know a lot of times when I'm you know doing campaigns and stuff I'm writing hmm. I try to write campaign copies myself so, okay so hmm. of course we then you pass it on you have your fair, fresh pair of eyes looking hmm. at it you have your agency think through it also but uh, to initiate it with I try to do that because I think uh, if I have something in my mind it's more simple then mm-hmm. explaining to somebody else then you just come up with yeah. so I do my first drafting and then say hey this is this is what I want mm-hmm. you know now yeah. you tell me if you can add you know bring in some more creativity to it mm-hmm. but, and I think that really works because it makes it very easy for people to relate to it the concept mm-hmm. so my I think my first go-to tool is word, word. or an example I'll just open 
and it, it, whatever i'm doing i just want to type it out as you yeah. say this is in my head this is what i want to do and i'll just start typing it and i think that that really helps and it's it's a very simple thing that you so even when you're thinking about doing something an organization wide thing you know external and stuff basic of three things why you want to do it mm-hmm. how is going to impact people and when i think these okay. three aspects are very crucial in making things even more simple and when i think a lot of times people uh, don't understand or i would say uh, okay i would not like to say don't understand but it. it takes some time yeah uh-huh. yeah it takes some time to get there that you know why we are doing it mm-hmm. so and sometimes why becomes very restricted to us but i think you should try and see over the years the bigger picture you know how mm. just okay one step ahead you are trying to plan this you are trying to do it for x number set of people your target audience mm. now what value your target audience feels out of it how is it okay impacting the entire organization as a well? whole mm-hmm. mm-hmm. now let's take one step forward how when this organization is doing something how is it impacting to the bigger picture in the world yeah maybe is it related mm-hmm. to something like sustainable development goals mm-hmm. that you know we all driving global warming is a very yeah. uh, big mm-hmm. issue these days maybe it, the world is facing with lot many things yeah, right yeah. lot many things mm-hmm. is there something we can drive and bring out as a value to the larger picture so try and relate thoughts to there just don't keep it so i think yes when we try to bring down the messaging to that sense and relate bring out the factor that why exactly we are doing it if your why is very clear i think the entire message becomes very clear yeah i think you are going beyond from the scope of work like to the scope of value because you're going yes. beyond the realms of what you are supposed to do to what you want to do and what you want to create impact in terms of impact out there so there were there were three things you said why i think how and when why did you say when like when your uh Uh, i mean your product or your uh, marketing campaign is interacting with the audience is as important right i mean you meant, meant to say it in that sense yes. okay yeah i think the point in time is also very important because mm. that you know certain things which are very subjective time bound you really have to be there right you know mm-hmm. at that point in time so i think the timing yeah. itself is also a lot of times very important okay i feel so at what hour so, of the day that means right i mean is there are they going to interact yes i mean it when will have then more aspects to it you were mm. talking about what hour of the day you talk about what time of the year that you are okay. trying to launch something mm-hmm. you know so all those things you have to be very uh, thoughtful about it right right yeah. i so um Mm, i mean certain things you know, are I've definitely missed, yeah i've missed this point when i um i used to do linkedin campaigns for uh, people and like c suite executives and they would want me to write their linkedin profiles and craft their posts and um i put down a, uh, they they had once they had some back some award at the organization and i wrote a post for them and sent it across and he said can you add a fifa quote here uh, something related to football and winning and then bring it to my award and 
it struck me that it did not strike me. I mean, I felt that I should have been the one going to him with that idea. Yeah. And it has been wise. It has been the other way around because he paired the timing of the post with the award or whatever message he was trying to put into the world, which I thought was ever since then, I have tried to understand when am I putting this out? When, when, when am I interacting with this piece? When, are, when will people interact with this piece? And they should feel very relevant or it's relatable because relatability sells like hot pancakes. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I'm your precise. Uh, I mean, I would say you're right in this part because especially when it comes to seasonal campaigns, your messaging, mm. even if you're trying to do something you know, organization-wide, if it even when it comes to purely employer branding, you know, your yeah. EVP part, also when you're looking at it, I think that also requires a good thought through in terms of the timing, right? You mm. can't just do something at any time in the year. I yeah. feel uh, you really need to think it through from many angles mm. to actually hit thought. So I think for me, a lot of times, many people forget the when part of it. Yes. And this actually happens because... Uh, at least in a role like mine, you know, as leading the branding for any organization or any any branding, marketing, communications person is the central team which is interacting with the rest of the organization. So probably, and I think every marketer will agree with me, we are one of the busiest teams because we interlock with every single department of the organization. Yeah. That's where the volume of the work is also very high now. When we do that, it is a lot of times you have ideas pouring in from every nook and corner from the organization. And it's it's good. And I'm, I'm saying it's it's really good. People take interest in doing that. And I think a lot of time people also, uh, you know, uh, are so emotional and passionate about the ideas that they bring to the table that, you know, that connectivity in the entire message and the entire whole scheme of things, the value and, uh, you know, the how, when, what aspect of it doesn't come into the picture yeah. so I think that exactly as our job you know mm. as marketers, to bring that thing out that we will we do stitch a story around all this but it has because we were talking about how the volumes are very work of is very high when it comes to a marketer's job how have you been able to uh you know excel at time management when it comes to that and or are you still coping with it <laughs> I think uh, all marketers are always coping with it but uh, uh, you know uh, one tip mm. which uh, my bosses had given me was uh, when you start growing you just learn how to filter where you're needed at what time and when you decide if it is your place or not mm. and I kind of really felt that because it gave me power to filter out and just uh, excuse myself from conversations where it's not important to be there. Right. So I think it really helped me time myself well. Uh, you know, in our profiles, we are usually on calls, I would say, easily 12 to 13 hours a day. Mm -hmm. You know, easily. And I'm not a call center person, <laughs> but I am on call the whole day. Mm -hmm. discussing about campaigns or something and you really need to break the clutter I think that's uh and so to say I'm, I'm really glad about this part that none of it is a waste mm. you know you are you learn to be on time precise 
and have your message across in that time frame. So I think these tips really helped me in managing my time. Of course, I still have my days of, you know, working uh, 14, 15 hours. Wow. There are days I have worked, I think, especially during the pandemic, it was really, crazy. really crazy. I have had days that were worked on 22 hours clocked and then up after just two hours of sleep and because there was no other option just to roll it out. It is, and usually marketing, branding teams are very small teams. They're not like huge teams, teams in many companies actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, the pressure also that way becomes quite high. So, you know, these tips in terms of planning from start to end, uh, dividing your task between what is possible mm-hmm. in-house what you can outsource is very important yeah and you know timing when I mentioned about timing everything can't be done at the same time mm-hmm. you know you can't have an organization which is bombarding people with messages yeah. right even campaigns mm-hmm. you know you really need to time yourself well. mm-hmm. so you really need to have your annual calendars your quarterly calendars your half year half yearly stuff in place uh you're planning a lot of time people are very good in you know strategizing Right. And ideating. We have to do this. This has to go up. But execution is very weak. So I think if you make, uh, you link your strategy with execution, um, also helps you in time management pretty well because then you know what to be done when. You are very clear what is the approach that you're going to take and what work is going to be divided by, you know, in how many people and how it is going to be executed. I think all those things really helped me out. So my turnaround time on projects has been, um, and thankfully by God's grace, has actually come down a lot. Uh, And I have had stakeholders come to me and told me that, you know, it's, it's, it's really amazing to work with. And I think that I take that with pride because, uh, uh, it it really helped me groom myself even better, mm-hmm. and all the experiences that I've had over the years, they me they literally taught me to how to, you know, boil down to the angle of thinking about so so perfectly and pinpointed that you're not doing any time wasting, you're not doing any resource wasting. So you just know what needs to be done, and a lot of times you really don't need everything to be done by super souls there are certain things where I mentioned about simplicity you can just be very simple you know you have to figure out your tactics your tips and tricks uh like you know uh, certain things which you can manage on your own which need not require you know long hours uh you know through three days of hours when you outsource it certain things you could probably just integrate you know spend mm-hmm. some five ten minutes on your own and do that so I think all those things really helped in uh you know grooming that and managing things and the thing that you said that where am I needed where am I not needed because uh there is this tendency to being pulled into calls and then waiting there to know what is my role here and if I have been I've been called and uh, yeah is there any value that that I can do or should I drop out and that should I drop out is important to ask. Otherwise, you'll be pulled into a call with something going, you know, ramming in your ears while you trying to multi, you know, task somewhere that, okay, meanwhile, these people are speaking something on the background. Let me do something else because I don't know why 
am I here or what job or role do I have to play? But yes, and uh, uh, you talked about, you know, managing your calendars effectively, setting them up. Has, uh, you know, inside marketing, has there been functions which have been automated, which earlier required human intervention, but right now because technology uh, has has eased that part and you no longer need to like, you know, scheduling your uh, campaign mailers or things like that. Has that, has technology made lives easier on that front? See, I definitely, I would say it has mm-hmm. um, made life easier on that part. But I would still say not every organization has adopted this because okay. all the marketing automation tools may not fit for all kinds of organizations, right? Okay. Every organization has a different, uh, you know, purpose, different kind of target audience. Uh, I'll just, you know, take one example. I have worked for a, quite a few years in my career with global capability centers Mm -hmm. so so global capability centers do also need marketing but they may not need marketing at that kind of uh you know they may not have evolved to that level Mm -hmm. to have an automation suit inside completely doing things end-to-end processing Mm -hmm. right so uh i think uh it it also it 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 completely depends on the way the organization is structured. And I would still say that in, uh, you know, fairly a long part of my career, I have not worked 100% with the marketing automation system mm. because uh, the organization sometimes also don't feel the value of it. So yeah. in rather than investing in something like that, why don't we outsource it? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, although uh, definitely there are tools which could make it simple, but everything you can't do in-house. Mm-hmm. And so I think, uh, of course, but, you know, maybe... Uh, where we partner with people and of course it's not that we've not had an experience completely we mm-hmm. all are aware about it a lot of things we do definitely use in-house you know some other things we, that we don't do in-house we we definitely work along with our partners for that so mm-hmm. it has made life simple but I think 100% adoption across all the organizations has not happened and it may not happen so easily also for everybody uh, because these are good investments and everybody do is trying to do a due diligence on that figuring out basis if it would really so i'll just wrap up the podcast episode with one last question you you seem to me like a person who is fulfilled at what they're doing constantly evolving growing learning new things want to be out there uh what do you have to say to people who haven't quite found their calling yet and they're still you know feeling a little uh a little untethered maybe or like they're not they don't know they don't know where they feel belonged what is it that they log into nine to five or nine to nine or nine to twelve that they feel that you know I should be back here and I should create more value for so for people who haven't quite found their calling yet what would your words of advice be for them um I would say and this is something that I have always believed in my life it took me some time to be there uh you know there was a everybody goes through this phase of mm. you know identifying what they want yeah. to do in life where yes. the life is going so i i would just like to say a couple of things you know just know what you like mm-hmm. just understand what you want to do it, that is i feel it's very important so Starts from the base like yeah. yes start yeah. from the base that what as a person you right. are and what you like to do, what your, you know, very basic of your SWOT analysis that we learned, 
that is actually you know you do a sort sort analysis of yourself as a human being and i think from there because at the end of the day your needs your aspirations everything roots down to your thought process what kind of a person you are uh, for me i think and people who know me very closely they've learned that i absolutely love my job mm-hmm. whatever yeah. i do i it, it's about i like what i'm doing so mm-hmm. that's why i'm able to sustain it and have that zeal to try doing things beyond work also so my passion areas are equally strong for me mm-hmm. so i think that is one thing which is very important for people to realize firstly what they want to do mm-hmm. and have a life that was kushboo for you a very insightful conversation on everything marketing so many people want to pursue mbas and they really don't know why but it does not have to be that you whether you diving into finance marketing hr it's conversation with people like these who have been in the industry for over a decade that helps you understand whether the work that you will be doing in the coming years really aligns with your interests with your skills with your passions and more keep listening to the what you do show here on spotify we are also on instagram and we go by the handle @adrate the what do you do show and we serve you bite sized information there Stay tuned for episode 8.